What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Okay, first stay back. Are we ready to leave? School shoes on? Check. Coats and bags? Check. Smile on Aoife's face? Check. Smile on Sean's face? Check. Huge smile on Mum's face? Oh, yes! Woohoo! Let's go! School bags and school shoes from Littlewoods, Ireland. Back to school victory celebration from Mum. From Nike to Clark's, find the back to school brands you love at littlewoodsireland.ie. Ah, what can a preach can preach? We have reached our final preview show. We had talked about the north side. We had talked about the east, the dirty south, and now we're talking about the wild, wild west, AFC and the NFC. Um, I'm here with again Austin Hunt. How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I'm really, really excited for the football season. It's it it can't be close enough. Oh yeah, I think we are, are one. One week away from Atlanta at Philadelphia, starting on Thursday night next week. So let's get right into it. The AFC West, the Denver Broncos, five and eleven overall, two and four in the division. They've been on like a steady decline ever since they won the Super Bowl. They brought in Case Keenum, which we which we both think their problem was quarterback. Do we have more trust in now that Keenum's in Keenum's the quarterback, or do we think his Cinderella season is like over with? I feel his Cinderella season is over, but I feel like he's going to be way better than any quarterback they had last season. But I still feel that this team is going to have to win their games through their defense. Right, and I think they got to steal in the draft sitting at the sixth pick in the draft and have – not six, uh, the fourth pick in the draft and have Bradley Chubb fall right to them. Uh, you pair it here with Vaughn Miller. I think that's really unfair for the whole league. This might be one of the best rushing duos in the league um, outside of the, the two from the Chargers, uh, maybe uh, Minnesota or Jacksonville's duos. Who knows? But Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb, that's, that's something to be scared of. Uh, no Aqib lead, but they did sign Pac-Man Jones. So what do you think about the secondary as far as as far as that, that standpoint? I feel like the secondary is they're 
they're going to have a drop off a little bit, but their front seven is still ridiculous. And if the quarterback, the opposing quarterbacks don't have time to get the ball out because their pass rush is amazing, then it, and Case Keenum doesn't turn over the ball, I don't see how they they win games, but I don't see how they lose that many games either. Right, and going to that point about turning the ball over, I think that's what that was the main reason for why Denver Broncos, you know, the stat-wise, gave up a lot of points last year. Uh, they ranked 22nd in the NFL in points allowed. And you got to think of uh, Trevor Simeon, Oswalder, whoever was back there, quarterback, didn't get the defense, you know, that, that field position. You know, they had, you know, a lot of teams being able to score on them with ease because, you know, the quarterback put them in bad situations. Uh, and I think I think John Elway has done a good job uh, trying to revamp this offense as well. Vance Joseph was almost fired. Uh, I think John Elway gave him one more chance, and they brought in Bill Musgrave as OC. Uh, I, I mean, Denver Broncos they can go they can go a long way. They have a big range of outcomes this year. Five and eleven last year. I think they might be still in the same spot. I got them right now at six and ten. Uh, it's just you know, you're playing the NFC West and you're playing the AFC North, as well as your your tough division. I I can see I can see Broncos getting nine wins. I can see them getting four. Uh, it's just like I said, it's a very very wide range of outcomes. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the Denver Broncos are a good team, but I just don't see how they're going to win games. I don't. I don't feel they improved as a football team. They're just going to stay the same. And I have them at uh, 4-12 and 12 with their tough schedule. All right. Well, let's move on to the Oakland Raiders. I've been waiting to say that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland Raiders, though, John, Ru- John Gruden is back. Ten-year absence. Uh, they got the D.C. from the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And their office coordinator came from the Rams last year. He was the quarterback's coach. He he got a good little staff together. Uh, he took a job. They had a quarterback already established. A, a good young receiver. What do you what do you think is uh, you know he's one of the best you know offensive minds that the game has seen. Uh, and and now now that he's back at a ten year hiatus, like what what do you what do you think his his progression or what, where he will stand right now? I feel like he's going to improve this football team a lot. I feel like he's going to football team needs to do to win games, which is slow down the pace of the game and control the clock and run the ball. They have Marshawn Lynch. They improved their line to probably one of the best in the NFL. And like you said, they had that established quarterback. They brought in Jordy Nelson and they still have Amari Cooper. I don't see how this team doesn't, move the ball. The only question for this team is if Khalil Mack's not there, can the defense like stay together? And the thing about it is they was horrible with Khalil Mack. And they was ranked 20th or worst in every category. And it's like if you the Oakland Raiders uh, talk sticking to that Khalil Mack situation, do you pay do you pay someone 20 to 25 percent of your salary cap, and it doesn't make your defense, you know, at least top 15. Absolutely not. That's what, and that's where, that's where I'm getting this. 
trading trading for him because that makes most sense. You sometimes you have to stick to that New England way, and trade guys they they talking too much money because I can't. There's, there's no way I'm paying somebody twenty percent of my salary cap, and we're not we're not mentioning the likes of Jacksonville and Minnesota, and I got one of the best defensive players in the game, and I don't want somebody like that to hinder my my franchise. And I think the Raiders are playing a good job. I think they should trade him because this holdout, I mean, with or without Khalil Mack, they're still going to be a bad defense. I don't feel that Khalil Mack is a dynamic enough player to deserve that money. Like, his position is not – I'm not saying replaceable, but it's more easily replaced than, say, a quarterback would you pay more money or a franchise running back would you pay more money for. Like, you can stick a guy there or stick multiple guys there to try to fill that one position and to hold so much to that salary cap, you have to trade him away because that's that's what's best for your team. This last season in Oakland, when we moving to Las Vegas, it's like you need guys to, you know, be the face of the franchise and you pay Derek Carr a whole lot of money which we have yet to see if he's worthy of that contract. Amari Cooper contract should be coming up. I think I think this is last year. And what we have seen, they've been saying Amari Cooper was going to pop this year, and he didn't do it. He's going to pop the next year, and he didn't do it. So I'll wait, I'm waiting to see him pop as well. So, yeah, you, you can't let somebody hold your franchise hostage, especially when you're moving to another city. Um, I don't know the asking price for Khalil Mack, but – I'm going to get as much as I can. Um, despite all that, I have the Raiders sitting at 11 and 5. I uh like I said, I like their offensive a lot. I think Gruden's going to slow down the game with the foot game of football and just run Marshawn Lynch and then take advantage of Derek Carr and Yeah, what what do you have them at? I actually got them at 6 and 10. I think the offense is not with, with John Gruden, it should be better. But I don't. It won't, I don't think it'll be ten, top ten this year, and with that defense, who I had no faith in, I just I just don't see them being able to to hold a lead if they have you know if they if they you know up three points in the game. I don't trust the defense to hold that game or even that. Remember, remember how good they were two years ago because they was winning games at the end of, end of the uh, you know end of the game. They had the ball last, and you know that's obviously we saw that was luck. So who knows? Where the balance is between you know the, the their team, so I think they they just stay right where they was last year. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh yeah, this 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 the team right here. If I'm a Vikings fan, but I'm I cheer for the Chargers very very hard. I think they have one of the best quarterbacks in his era in Phillip Rivers, uh, and despite him not having a Super Bowl ring, you know it's it's really not his fault. Last even last year, started off 0 4, lost four games because of the kicker. Like, what kind of luck is that? Um, a year before, you know, a year before that, Keenan Allen goes down week one. He loses the best receiver. Uh, somebody always getting hurt in uh, in L. A. Hunter Henry already gone for the season. Jason Bray already gone for the season. And it's like it's always it's always a bad news year year to year out. Uh, nine to seven in the division. Like uh, nine to seven record last year. Three and three in the division. This is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and I'm I'm honestly saying that it's it's Super Bowl bus. If they if they're not in the Super Bowl, it's a it's a lost season. They have the running back, they have the receiving core. 
they have an elite coaching staff. Uh, Anthony Lynn from he came, you know, the second season now. You bring over, you bring over, you got Ken Wizenhunt, and you still got Gus Bradley. Yeah, these are these are former head coaches in the league who had actually done a pretty decent job. And I think the offensive line is is right now. They bring over one of the Pouncey brothers, and their first round pick last year, I believe, Forrest Lamp, is now you know healthy. So that's two that's two new starters to the offensive line. I think uh, the LA Chargers, if if they should be competing with Pittsburgh and New England. I have uh, – I'm really high on the Chargers this year. I have them sitting at 12-4. and four. I just don't see how this team loses football games this year. They always lose those 50-50 games. And as long as they stay healthy with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, I don't see how people are going to stop this offense. And I, this defense is honestly pretty scary two on both sides of the ball. This is one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, and especially with, you know, most of the, the best teams in the NFL are in the NFC. I mean, char- like I said, the Chargers don't have many people to stand in their way. Um, you can just, as as far as roster, Melvin Gordon said last year, they was be- they better than the Patriots. Obviously, when you had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, that's a different story. And Pittsburgh, I mean, you can argue you you can they have a better they have a better roster top to bottom than the, the Steelers as well, so LA Chargers should be a team that's that should be you know favorite. I mean you know in, in the AFC like you said, I have them twelve and four as well. I I don't see why they should lose games. If if you need a stop, they can get that. They got one of the best corners in the game. He doesn't talk much, which is why people don't you know say nothing about him. They have. Probably the best duo rushing in the NFL, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Those two coming at you is scary. No wonder why um, Peterman from the Bills threw five picks. That's that's scary. It's scary when you play them. And on top of that, like I said, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback on the other side of the field. Is I think, like I said, Char- Chargers should be should be there at the end of the day um, when it comes down to it. I really think they should be in the Super Bowl, if not at least the AFC Championship game. We move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, and really, my only thing about the Kansas City Chiefs is, I, I want you to finish this sentence: replacing Alex Smith from Mahomes was a risk. That's a good word. I like that. I, I think I think it's a risk. I think I don't think it was the great the greatest idea. Now Mahomes is a gunslinger. I would not question his arm strength. I would not question um, his talent. But I'm thinking. Alex Smith had his best year last year, probably of his career. And to just replace him with, a, you know, essentially a rookie, like you said, it's, it's, very, it's very risky. I think they took a step backwards with this, with that move. I feel the same way, but I have – I didn't have faith in Mahomes to start off the season, but I'm slowly starting to get behind the Mahomes hype because he has so much potential especially in this Andy Reid offense with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins because Alex Smith didn't have a second receiver last year. He just had Hill, Kelsey, and Hunt. Add Watkins to this with Mahomes to help build him and have rapport and just – I can see this team winning games, but it's going to be hard because this defense is absolute garbage. (laughs) This this defense worse than the Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, it – 
And they lost they lost their best player in Peters. Eric Berry is back, but he tore his Achilles. So how much how much faith do we have in that? They can't stop the rush the rush or the pass. They can't sack the quarterback. So yeah, I it, it's it's a risk and maybe maybe having Mahomes is better because last year in the last year in the playoffs, it was up twenty one zero and lost the game. And you think with a guy like Mahomes, that doesn't happen. And Reed can take risk, and probably the reward would uh, outweigh that risk. And with players like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins taking risk, is is not really a risk, but it when it it's gonna burn you. Right. If, if you're not on your toes, you might get burnt for a seventy yard seventy yard touchdown pass, as he's shown in the preseason that he's capable of doing. And like, why are you worrying about you know going deep? I mean, like I said, Travis Kelsey right there in the middle of the field, and you can't stop him. And then Kareem Hunt, and even with Spencer Ware coming back, hey, the offense, the offense should be top ten. It really should. There's, there's no, there's no excuse for it not to be top ten. Uh, but I think Pat Mahomes is is so much of a gunslinger that he's he's in the Brett Favre category. You might get you might get the forty touchdowns, but you might get a high volume of interceptions as well. Pat Mahomes' potential is is probably off the charts, and I think I think it, it, in the end it will be good. It's just hard to risk that. It's hard to risk that now, but I mean, I guess better now than later. Yeah, and I showed that when I actually wrote out the wins and losses in my schedule. I have them starting out struggling at the beginning of the season, but then getting it going towards the end of the season, and I have them uh, at nine and seven. All right, and I got them at ten and six. Uh, Probably got the same same wins and losses. Do you have them starting off zero two as well? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. At at um LA Chargers at Pittsburgh for those who not seen the schedule. Um, let's move on. Take a take a quick quick moment to get ourselves prepared for the NFC. All right, NFC West. We're gonna start off with the San Francisco 49ers. Six and ten last year, one and five in the division, finished the season, I think, five and no once Jimmy G took over at, at the helm. Uh San Francisco 49ers, I think, is everybody's favorite team to watch or to look at. Uh they added two good they added a, a star center, took it from the Giants last year and drafted Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame in the first round pick, signed Jared McKinnon. To a big contract uh, for a running back, I Jerry McKinnon, you know, you know, is one of my favorite guys. I think he fits perfectly in this Kyle Shanahan system, and they brought over Richard Sherman. I'll be the first to say that I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the smartest coaches in the NFL, and this might be something special. I absolutely agree. I like the potential that this offense has. It just they have to stay healthy. Garcon has to stay healthy. Kittle and Breeder are already hurt. I I really like this offense, but they're going to struggle to win games. I mean, I can see that as well. I think that the defense is is trending in the right direction. And obviously the offense is as well. I think um, schematically that Kyle Shanahan can dice up anyone he proved that last year when he did against the Jags. Um, they have a huge test 
to start the season off, and that's at Minnesota. And then I think they play at the, uh, Detroit the week after at Kansas City at Chargers. Like that, that's that's a that's a good four start <laughs> to see if you if if you can make it a break in this league for Jimmy G. Uh, he's under he's undefeated as a starting quarterback. Um, <laughs> what do you think his record would be after after these uh, first four games? After week four, yeah. He would be six and three. I have him starting off one and four to start the season. Okay, and I I just I do as well. I think they, you got them at six and ten. I have them at seven and nine. Seven and nine. I have them at eight and eight this year. So we right right by the cuff. So so we talk we talking about an, an average team. Um, I think they like I said they're going in the right direction. I think they had great additions in the offseason. Kyle Shanahan putting his staple on the on the whole team. Uh, I'm glad Ruben Foster is not in any more trouble as we find out that someone was lying on him and he almost lost his career because of it. Like I said, the the, the defense must emerge for this team to be playoff bound. I, I see a lot of people high aspirations on them saying that they can make the playoffs. And unless that defense take a humongous jump, um, like I said, I think they'll just be middle of the pack. I agree. Their Achilles heel is their defense. All right, well, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. It was 8-8 eight eight last year, 3-3 in the division. I think that uh, record was influenced by Bruce Arians uh, as he retired due to health concerns. Uh, they bring over head coach Steve Wilkes from the Carolina Panthers, uh, as well as linebackers coach for the Panthers, as well as being the division coordinator, Al Holcomb. And they bring over offensive coordinator Mike McCoy over from the Denver Broncos. So this this Cardinals team, offensively, they go out and sign Sam Bradford, who looks very, very good in training camp and preseason games. And they went out and drafted Josh Rosen, traded up to draft Josh Rosen, so he will be the future. I guess what's the timeline of the Sam to Josh Rosen switch, if it is one? I see. I feel like this team is still going to try to win football games, even though they are in a rebuilding stage. So I don't just see why they just – don't go for Bradford like the whole season and take like the Jared Goff approach and just ease Rosen in maybe later, later in the season when they have no hopes for the playoffs. Right. And I, I mean, just play Bradford till he breaks down. Um, I think Bradford would have been a top 10 quarterback in his era if he would have stayed healthy. I think the offense took a step back last year, but obviously that's due to, quarterback play and as well as their best player not being there and David Johnson he's back healthy he missed 15 games last season so these offensive numbers you know look pretty skewed so I won't like read too much into them but I think the O-line has improved and when you have a star running back and you still have a Hall of Fame receiver and now you have one of the most active passers that you know our generation has seen in Sam Bradford I could kind of trust the offense to an extent I'm not saying that the Cardinals will win a lot of games because I don't know how Steve Wilkes will perform as head coach. This is his first opportunity. Um, I, I think they they will take a step back uh, from eight and eight just because of that uh, coaching. It's that's a huge gap between him and Bruce Arians and Steve Wilkes. Uh, and the defense last year, as great as they were, you know, oh, you, great as you assumed them to be. Um, no more Honey Badger. They was they had thirty seven sacks last year. I think Chandler Jones had like seventeen. So you got a one man show on defense, and with, with along with Pat Pete at corner, 
I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see no improve. Like, I don't see no improvement from the Cardinals. So I think I'm going five and eleven, four and twelve uh, this season. Playing the NFC North, I think they might, they could possibly be swept by the whole division. Um, and the AFC West, where we just talked about, we believe in the Chargers, we believe in Chiefs and Broncos and Raiders. We don't have them as terrible teams, so. Who knows how how their season will unfold? I think Rosen does get in eventually. I don't know when. Maybe after the bye week or, like I said, toward late last four or five games of the season. What are your thoughts or anything about that? Um, I have the Cardinals at three and thirteen. I don't see them winning too many football games. Their defense, like you said, is a two man show now, and I just don't think. They're going to be able to control the ball and control the clock to win games. They don't have enough offensive power because their off their offense is a two man show as well. Yeah. Now, Christian Kirk, I I want to just make a note of him. I think he will be um, an outstanding player um, down the line. I think him and Rosen together with David Johnson could be uh, one of the best, you know, one of the best trios in the NFL. Just looking at a future future standpoint. So well four and twelve, three and thirteen, that's where we had the Cardinals. Uh let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, when it comes to Seattle, we know them as the Legion of Boom. When that era is over, Cam Chancellor retired. Sherman has now left to go to San Francisco. Um Earl Thomas is still holding out. And I mean they really they really didn't have an opposite guy. I mean Brian Maxwell uh, Brown there a couple times, uh, but I think I think the new era of Seattle won't be as bad as people think, and because when you have a start a superstar quarterback in Russell Wilson, I think that and what you know Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in football. I mean that I think that can go a long way. Um, I think everybody's you know being crazy, but if you think about it, it's kind of the same way the New England Patriots are. Um, it's great coach, great quarterback. And you just got you got guys who can fit your system, and I think that's what Pete Carroll has done. Um, I, I like the I like the storyline about the, um, the the Griffin twins. Uh, I think I think that would be that would be a good story to look into. Uh, still got still got two great linebackers, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. So like come across the middle, like you still have to worry about them. I don't know, I don't know if you saw that Stephon Diggs hit in the preseason game, but KJ Wright laid him out. <laughs> Um, and the offense is trying to get back to run the ball. Uh, not, they won't never get back to the Marshawn Lynch days, but uh, you spent a first-round pick on Rashad Penny, and you still got Chris Carson. I think that's – I think if they can – if that old line can just stay right, I mean, if they, they can control the clock, that's that's the best way for Seattle to, to win games and stay relevant. I absolutely agree. Just playing to the strengths of uh, Russell Wilson and, like you said, becoming a run-first offense again. And controlling the clock is the way this team wins games. I have them at seven and nine, the same as the 49ers. I just don't see how they get it done this year. Yeah, I got them at seven and nine as well. I think if Russell Wilson is probably will, willing them to five extra wins that they would have if he wasn't playing. <laughs> um, they like they were nine and seven last year, so a two a two game drop off. When you lose that much talent on defense and offense, when you lose Jimmy Graham and you lost Paul Richardson, 
Um, that's that's not that's not that's not saying too bad about how good your team is already is. Um, like saying saying not seven and nine. That's not a that's not a bad thing for my Seattle fans out there. I know that I know that you know y'all was relevant as far as Super Bowl contender each year and year out. But that those days are over for, for right now. And maybe Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson can turn the ship. Uh, any other notes or anything news about Seattle you want to make before we move on? No. All right. Well, let's go to the the champions of the NFC West last year. The surprising team of the NFC West, the LA Rams. I'm pretty sure when we did this, I did this last year. I had the Rams six games. That's because you know Sean McVay first season, Jared Goff <laughs> the season before, we thought he was a but you know a potential bust. Uh, but it, t- it turns out that Sean McVay is a top five offensive line in football, and this team has Super Bowl aspirations. Um, I guess the same thing we said about Khalil Mack. Do you say the same thing about Aaron Donald? Um, about him wanting so much money, and you know potentially giving up all your cap to one guy. What do you see see that at? It's not worth it for a defensive player. I mean, I I, I think you're right, and once you. I mean, my thing about it is once I saw Brandy Cooks get paid, I saw Todd Gurley break the record for running back, and I saw that even the right tackle got paid. I'm sitting there thinking, like, you got all this money. You didn't use it on Aaron Donald. Do you really see Aaron Donald in the future? When you have uh, Sue, you could afford to lose Aaron Donald. And then, like, they, they, they package their, their corners, get – you got LaMarcus Jordan at safety, and you got Tlaib and Peters. I mean – how much of Aaron Donald do they, you know, do they really need? I don't know. I don't know if trading him is a good thing either, but you sure can get a lot for him. And I feel like that's going to be their best move is to just get rid of Aaron Donald and play with the team they have and dominate their whole division. This is the best team in this the whole division. And it's on both sides of the ball. They have the best offense running behind Todd Gurley and Goff with a new weapon and Brandon Cooks replacing Sammy Watkins. And I just don't see how this team fails. It's Super Bowl or bust for this team too. Yeah, so what what do we expect from a defense that's, that probably can lose, to my in my opinion, the best non-quarterback, non-quarterback player in the field? When you have Sue Peters and Tlaib, but you had no linebackers. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that could be a huge problem for them. When it come down to it, and honestly, I think having Aaron Donald would make this defense a whole lot better. On the fact that Tlaib might might have taken a step back, I don't think I don't think it's that it's easy for a team like Denver Broncos just to give up somebody like that. You know, if, if they didn't see a kind of regression um, of Tlaib. Um but that's neither here or there. I think Todd, they say Todd Gurley in his offense is just hands down superior than anybody else in this division. That even even if they take a step back, you know, from last year, they still go in the division two or three games easily. Um, I have them at eleven and five again, it's keeping the same record. I think last year we, they had a what fourth place schedule, uh, or third place schedule last year, and they got a first place schedule. I mean, I think you should just stay the same because your team your team is good now. I had them at ten and six win their division. Uh they just have a really tough schedule. 
and I don't I just have them losing a few games. But it doesn't as long as they make it to the playoffs, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Right. All right, and that's it for the Wild Wild West. We had the LA Rams win the NFC West, and we had the LA Chargers win the AFC West. Um, my question is to you before we get out of here. Who is the best LA team? Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers are the best LA team. I don't see how the Rams stop their offense because I do not see anyone covering Keenan Allen. And they're not going to stop Melvin Gordon. But then again, no one can stop Todd Gurley. So <laughs> you really don't know. That's true. Hey, that would be that would be a Super Bowl for the ages if the, both LA teams, after moving there just one year prior, meeting the Super Bowl. That would be that would be a very interesting Super Bowl, and I'll put my money on the LA Chargers as well. I mean, they got Philip Rivers, man. But that's it. Uh, preach, Kev, preach. This past Kevin Kev with Austin Hunt. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you for joining me for these four show preview shows. NFL is back one more week away. Okay, first day back. Are we ready to leave? School shoes on? Check. Coats and bags? Check. Smile on Ethan's face? Check. Smile on Sean's face? Check. Huge smile on Mum's face? Oh, yes! Woohoo! Let's go! School bags and school shoes from Little Woods Ireland. Back to school victory celebration from Mum. From Nike to Clark's, find the back to school brands you love at littlewoodsireland.ie. Thinking about your next getaway? Rediscover the journey, the adventure of the open road and every stop along the way. Rediscover space and comfort on board in our lounges and private cabins. Enjoy the fresh sea air and relax as you travel safely and in style. Rediscover ferry travel with Stanoline and take a carcation to Britain. Our great value economy fares start from only €117 single car and driver, with flexi-ticket upgrades only €18 more. Whenever you're ready, we can't wait to welcome you on board. Explore your options today at Stanoline.ie. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.